Welcome everyone to an exciting, exciting show today. Hopefully the music came through better than last week because I heard last week. Fighters? Is that Food the Food Fighters? Yet again, Tyler Hawkins. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let it go, man. Sorry. Okay. You're not a Ringo fan. You're a Tyler, Tyler Hawkins fan. I am a Tyler Hawkins fan, for sure. What's uh what's the word, Mr. Levin? Uh wacky Wednesday today. Uh uh Beautiful day up here in the uh, Wilmington area. It's a little chilly, but it's sunny out. So after we get done this, I am going to go for a walk. Um, but a lot going on in the world of sports and the world of world itself. I mean, a lot going on in the world of sports. Um, I believe last week when we spoke, the Philadelphia 76ers had a 3-0 lead coming off one of the most exciting closeouts in Sixers history when Joel Embiid hit the three to win the game. Um, wow, what does a week do? I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, there's a lot of blame to go around. Of course, we didn't know at that time that I think after the, I think we did our show on Thursday that uh, right. Joel had torn the ligament in his, uh, well, I guess he, was it? No, he did, he tore it. Even though he put up all those points, he toured in his right thumb. Correct. And wow, it just seems seemingly is affecting his game. Unfortunately, Saturday, I was not able to watch the game on Saturday. I was up in New York and did not have cable um, available, um, but was able to watch Monday's game and was just completely depressed. Team had no business winning that game, the Sixers. Yeah, I mean... First of all, the song that we introed with was Congregation by the Foo Fighters. I know everyone was waiting to know what that was. That's one of my favorite Foo Fighters songs. Zach Brown guest stars on that. Oh, but okay. anyway, um, so yes, as far as the Sixers go, I don't want to hear about Joel Embiid's dislocated thumb. Like, And I'm not trying to sound callous. I'm not trying to sound torn. cold. Torn thumb. Torn ligaments in his thumb. You're correct. Thank you. So, because the issue is whenever this, first of all, he's been playing, he's played with a thumb brace before and he's, there's footage of him through like the back quarter of the season, kind of grimacing, grabbing his thumb. So this is something that he's played with before. Secondarily, he hit that shot in game three to put the Sixers up 3-0 when we all thought Toronto was dead. He hit that shot, that beautiful, um, iconic shot is what we're calling it with his torn thumb ligaments right so he was able to do that so the problem was game four you should be thankful that you didn't have to sit through that dread was it game four that you missed or game five you said it was game, game four was the saturday game right you should be happy you didn't have to sit through that direct ball of a game because joel played when I mean, and he did this against the the uh, Wizards too. I think we talked about this last week. Like he, he, what happens is he gets an injury, and he just gets so focused on it, and he was totally out of his game. 
he was all about like everything was about looking at the injury. Everything was looking for fouls, everything like nothing was going his way. Woe is me. And it's like, just fucking play the game. This is a playoff game. We know you're hurt. If you're too hurt to play, then don't play. But if you're going to go out there, we will recognize that you are a warrior, but you need to fucking play like a warrior. A warrior doesn't just show up. A warrior plays through this. And so I don't want to hear, and, and everything that I've heard about this injury is it's incredibly painful the first several days. And then for whatever reason, this injury, like it's, it's much easier to deal with, to play through. And what I think you're seeing in these games, I have a couple of takeaways from these games. The first one is Nick Nurse clearly made adjustments after game three, and Doc has not countered those adjustments whatsoever. That's one thing that I've taken away. Two is, I'm going to hate to tell you this, James Harden is not, nobody fears James Harden. Nobody fears James Harden. So yeah. he is, he is, you know, so it's, it's back to where we were with Joel Embiid being a superstar and you having, you know, several other parts. And I, I have the highest of hopes for Maxi, but Maxi's game has fallen off a bit. But, but again, this is a 21 year old kid you're talking about versus a guy who was a former what uh, at least MVP in in Harden is he a two time MVP or one time MVP? He's one time, but I mean, all I know is he made a drive to the basket and just gets. I've seen him getting stripped over and over again. These drives to the basket, and you know, in the past he would have been able to go up, but he has no more legs anymore. And I've never seen from one year to the other such a decline. Or maybe I guess it's been two years since that last year in Houston. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, and I heard this discussion cause we were talking about, will he get a long-term deal? Well, the thought is that he will opt in next year. I mean, is that still possible that he will opt in? And then, because there's no way this team could sign him to a long-term deal based on, you know, if that means Daryl Morey's job, it just simply means Daryl Morey's job. There's no way that they could have him play with this team under the conditions past maybe next year where he would pick up his one year extension because uh, no one also besides the Sixers, no one would give him that deal that he wants. Right. You're absolutely right. And I talked about this in a text chain that I had going. So this was my fear with Harden and here we are. And so he has fallen off. I don't think this is strictly due to injury. I think that could have some impact on it, but I, his, his game has been deteriorating. And if you look at the stats, like people don't want to do that. They want to, they want to believe that it's the Harden from Houston. And look, James Harden still had great games in Brooklyn and he carried that team at times in Brooklyn. And he looked great in the first five games with the Sixers. But my point is, is that he's, he is what he is right now. And so, yes, there are two, there are really two scenarios as I see them, maybe three. Uh, one would be that he opts in um the second would be that he signs a long-term deal that because Maury again what I think my issue with the Harden thing initially was that I felt Maury had blinders on the whole time he like, did all, he did have blinders on and and now there's a concern so I'm gonna backtrack on the deal I still would have done the deal based on the history uh um because I obviously as we're seeing with Brooklyn they certainly didn't win that deal either. Now, I, I sort of think this was a deal that neither team won. Um, and that sort of really became apparent over the weekend. 
And let's get through the Sixers, but then we can talk about the Nets because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about and, and digest up in Brooklyn as well. Um, yeah. yeah, there is, and we need to do our NBA our NFL draft. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, but here's 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 the thing I want to talk uh, just again hit on with Harden is that again my issue. I want to be very clear about this. And I was clear. I have been clear for the past past three months. My issue was not trading Ben Simmons. I want to make sure that that is out there. That is clear. My issue was never not trading Ben Simmons. My issue was not getting young ascending talent for Ben Simmons, whether that was on the table, whether that wasn't on the table. And look, looking back, you know, it's always, you know, uh, you know, when you look back, it's always, you know, you you have uh, different colored glasses when you're looking back. And I, I understand that. But the fact of the matter is for me is that you are in a really difficult position because if Harden now does opt in, uh, you know, you're paying him an absorbent amount of money for one year, which, you know, maybe okay. And then if, if, and what I fear is that it's going to come out that Harden was not playing at a hundred percent, then Maury's going to allude to the fact that this is what we watch James Harden on one leg, or he's going to say some crazy ass shit like that. And and in being complete denial, because again, Maury's infatuation and obsession and and kinship with Harden is is very odd to me because we don't know what discussions were actually held in that in that uh, front office, but we do know that he had a stiffy for Harden, and he right. he always has, and he wants to get the band back together. So now you're you are seeing, uh, you know, Harden's missing foul shots. He's certainly, certainly not a reliable three-point shooter. Not he a reliable the, regular shooter at this point. No, he's not. He's not. He's not a good, or he is, I'm sorry, he is a good um, facilitator with the ball. He is a good passer. Right. Uh, I think he is a really that's smart. That's not why we got him. Right. That's he not very, why they traded for him. Right. He's a very smart player, um, which is great, but he needs, and if you noticed in game five, I noticed several times that he was passing up shots yep. that he would normally take. And I think he's, he's lost a little bit of swagger and look, the Sixers could come back, win game six convincingly, you know, maybe, maybe he comes through with a big game, but my point I is, be, I wouldn't expect it though. And that's no, I wouldn't. Thing. And, and this and is it sort of gets, it sort of gets into the situation with Simmons last year where those last couple of games against the Hawks, we were having that conversation like maybe he'll come through, but we always knew in the back of our heads that that would not happen. And that's sort of what's happened with Harden. You're not expecting him to have 20, a 26 point game. You're just not expecting that. Well, we've needed James Harden in this series. Yeah. And where has James Harden been? Even Joel Embiid called him out after the last game, you know? And so it's a problem. We have a Harden problem, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. So, I would rather, and, and you know, this won't happen, but honestly, I would rather let him go. I mean, because I don't think, you know, may, and maybe I would do the one-year opt-in. There's no year. No I would way. do the one-year opt-in. And, and, and the, the thing with Maury is, though, we're, we're forgetting the fact that Josh Harris is not stupid. I really don't think he's stupid. And as, as powerful as Daryl Maury is, he's not going to throw away the future of this franchise if he feels like, James Harden is being attached to that. Like this idea that, you know, I remember we talked about, you know, maybe bringing in a more favorable coach for James Harden at this stage of his career, like the Mike D'Antoni fear 
That that scares the heck out of me. He's interviewing in LA. Maybe he'll get the LA job. Right, but the idea is, you know, you would be bringing in a coach that would cater his game around a player that's not the player that he was when he coached him previously. So it wouldn't be a sound strategy anyways. If any coach that comes in, if Doc Rivers is fired, which seems like it's likely to happen, has to be a coach that's focusing his offense around Joel Embiid and, and everything that goes around Joel Embiid. I mean, at this point, I would say you're focusing your core team around two players, Joel Embiid and, and um, Tyrese Maxey. And I don't know who else is going to be on the team past those two players. Right. Yep. And so you have a problem. You have a problem. The Sixers are back. I feel like we're in purgatory again with where we were before the process even started. And it's so funny because we were having this conversation in this text chain, text chain about the process and like what really screwed all this up. And to me, at the end of the day, it was the mismanaging. And we can save all this for the offseason, but I, I just a teaser. I think it was the mismanagement of those picks that they had. They had a war chest of assets, picks, all that stuff. And I think they just spent like between Fultz, Bridges, um, obviously Simmons did the way that that whole situation was handled. I mean, everything just, the wheels have fallen off and we're left with Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. And I know you said that the, the the trade is a push, but we also, you know, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, we still do have to wait and see where those picks net out because there's, I didn't know this, but the, I thought the pick was this year the for the Sixers and then in 2029, but apparently. 20, 2022 it would be, I believe the Nets are going to opt in and have that trade at the end right. of the first Right, so that's round. the option. that They either choose this year or next year. I didn't know that. I thought it was yeah. automatically this year. So that, that'd be great. If they take the end of the end of the draft this year, that's fine, because you just never know what's going to happen. But, you know, you've heard some rumors, too, about, hey, maybe Harden's going to take less money to, to play on this team, and maybe they make a move. I don't, I don't think that's an issue, though. We don't – it doesn't matter. You know, you know I keep hearing this uh, thing in local media that maybe he'll – become like Chris Paul and change his diet to become a better player because Chris Paul is doing it at 36 and Chris Paul totally revolutionized how he started to play basketball and his diet and how he took care of himself to keep going. But this is a guy that regularly goes to strip clubs, eats fried wings. Just, it, you don't, it doesn't seem like that would be a conversation the Sixers could have with him about how are you going to change your lifestyle? Do you know that he eats fried food all the time? I don't know. I don't know. You're making some assumptions there. We don't know what he eats as a diet, but we do know that he does love Delilah's and and the nudes. And that's, you know, that that's his prerogative. And when you are James Harden, the MVP, that's fine. When you are James Harden, the 32, what? 32, 32. He will be 33. Right. Like whose game is, is regressed. That's a problem. And especially that's going to be a big problem in Philly. So the issue, I, you brought up another point, and I, I raised this point, too, with some of my friends here, was like, who the hell's going to sign this guy? Like, who would sign this no guy? No one would sign him. No who one would sign him. him. Yeah, right. Because he's got the baggage, he, and he's, he, like I said, he's got the declining game, and, and maybe it's in part due to injury, but it's not all due to injury. And he has, you know, he wants huge money. So we're left holding this shit bag. So I would, and I'm not calling Harden a shitbag, by the way. I'm just saying it's a shitbag of a situation. So at the end of the day, we have what we have. We are, it doesn't, it does, the series, this, the rest of the season to me at the Sixers doesn't matter. 
because you are, I don't care if you get, if you beat Toronto in six, if you beat Toronto in seven, if you lose to Toronto in seven, then heads are going to well, roll. Well, that's a big deal because it's yeah. never happened before in a right. seven game series, three. And, yeah. And, and, and that would tell, hopefully that would tell Maury that we have to, we have to, we have to take some stuff out. Like the things are not working here. Now, if they beat Toronto, they move on to Miami. They're going to get thumped against Miami. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They had, they had everything in the palm of their hand, three Oh lead potential of getting some rest, getting some more practice time in. And, you know, they Amber herded it. So. I don't have any real belief that they're going to win this game up in Toronto. I don't. Yeah. So you think it comes back to Philly? Do you think they win the series? I have no idea. I have no, it depends on what happens in this game in Toronto. I mean, yeah. it really does depend. There was so much that went wrong on Monday night. You would have thought that this team would have come out with energy, came yeah, out yeah. with no energy. Nope. Um, you know, I understand Embiid is still dealing with the injury. He did have 20 points. He had some good rebounds. Uh, the bench continues to do nothing. Um, Danny Green looks like a wounded deer out there with his leg. He didn't do badly, Danny Green. He hit four three-pointers. Danny right. Green. He didn't do badly. Right. Yeah. The problem was two things. You mentioned the bench obviously being one, and that's part of what I want to say is like the bench, but the lack of athleticism, athletic bigs that the that that the Sixers have, and I'm not even saying bigs, like I'm saying like six, six and plus. You because you're seeing what these guys are doing from Toronto with yeah. these, they have these you know, just constantly rolling athletic bigs, and we have no answer for it. And we're not a good enough defensive team now. And I think you have to be realistic. You don't want to hear it, but guess what? Ben Simmons on defense helped a lot of that. He didn't help anything on offense, really. You know, maybe he facilitated a little bit, but he, but on defense defensively, he helped that. So you need to figure a way this off season to replace that. I think Tobias Harris has come up big defensively. I'm still super impressed with, with how he has come along defensively, but from you know he's he's not he's not a max player Tobias is not so right right and this so is what they, we're left with but what would he bring you in a trade which is something that we could talk about in the offseason this team is going to need to be overhauled um quite a bit their whole bench is going to need to be completely replaced shake Milton wow I mean he's done nothing I mean yeah. uh is George, anyone else do you think he looks like Black Panther have I told you that before no, I haven't heard that one. I think he looks like Chadwick. Chadwick Boseman, the late Chadwick. Yeah. Team just doesn't look good. And uh, and obviously, uh, this might be Doc Rivers' last job he ever has as an NBA head coach, which he might not be opposed to at this point. But if he's fired, I don't think anyone would ever hire him again if he yeah, loses the series. Yeah, um, I mean, if they lose this. And then again, I mean – yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, and next week we'll be back. So we'll either could be, be an back. ugly summer. Although you know, it's interesting. This will be the first normal NBA summer because we'll have, you know, the finals will end. I guess the third week June? of June, and mm-hmm. uh, and the draft will be the last week of June, and then we'll have summer league to talk about because I really do get excited about summer league, but it'll be sort of. Now the one problem again with the draft is that if the Sixers no picks. that they do they won't have any picks. I don't even think they have any second round picks this year, right? I feel like they always have second round picks, but who knows? 
You know, my, my hope is that Elton Brand, because if you remember when Elton Brand became a Sixer, his best days were behind him. And I hope yeah. on some level that Elton Brand can get through to Daryl. And Daryl Morey's a smart guy. This is what I don't understand. So maybe we're just assuming all this, but I'm assuming this based on history, which is usually the best predicator of the future. And so I, my hope is that Elton Brand can relay to, to Daryl Morey that like once you hit a stage of your career, as in where James Harden is, he's not going to be getting better. And we can't sign this guy to a long-term deal. I don't want him. I'm not even saying it a max deal. I don't want him on a long-term deal, period, end of sentence. Well, and I don't think that's a problem in the sense that if any deal he signed, it'd have to be a max deal, right? He, because of the, right, he'd have to sign for a max deal. Does he have to, though? I don't know. I thought it was. I don't think he has to. I think bargaining sort of stuff for the NBA. And yeah, I think there's a um, a little like uh, given, you know, what's what am I? What's the word I'm looking for? Like a little guideline there that they can, you know, sort of fall between because he talked about earlier taking less money. Potentially that was kicked around. So but I think from a player's, uh, uh, you know, a player's association perspective, they're going to always want guys to take as much money as they can because that's how they increase, um, you know, the average salary and that's how they increase the max and all that stuff. So uh, I am going to mess, mess of a situation there. I am going to take the Sixers to win this series probably a lot due to it being a fan. Um, yeah. Like, like to see them and then. Maybe. I said Sixers and Six when this started, when the series started, I said Sixers and Six. And of course, I changed it after our last show. I said Sixers sweep. So yeah. uh, maybe I'll go back to Sixers and Six. And then we have another problem. Did you see Matisse Thibel doing his best Ben Simmons imitation? Except he actually yeah. shot, but he looked horrible and he was scared. Yeah. And he was, man, I, you, you just wonder, like, after this whole thing, like, what is that going to mean for Matisse? Is, he, he did not look good on offense or defense. Well, he never really looks good on offense, but the defense is the only reason why he's on this team. Probably could have yeah. kept Seth Curry if it wasn't for that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's an issue. There's a lot of issues to be resolved. And I thought that nothing would be more painful than last summer, because last summer was awful. It was awful. Right. And this right. might be just as bad <laughs> in a different way. I mean, it might be as Did bad. You- uh, this is going to be wor- worse in some ways because, and maybe because, you know, you always had, you had the whole Simmons thing unfolding. So that was pretty bad. No, it, it's not going to be worse because that loss to the Hawks was, it was like devastating. And, and if we lose to the Raptors, I'll be angry. But I also know that we were not good enough. And last year against the Hawks, I still like, even though I know we lost, I still think that the Sixers had they had played the way they played during the regular season, they were good enough. And that's yeah. what hurts. And the fact that we lost to Atlanta in the way that we did. If you know what, if the Raptors come back and win, it'll suck, but it's like it'll bring about change. And uh so I don't know. I don't know. I, I think this season, this offseason, what can you do? I feel like you're in such a difficult spot. Like I'm sure you're right. I'm sure they're gonna try and trade Tobias and you're gonna get, you know like pennies on the dollar for him and then you got the Harden thing hanging over you you don't have a draft pick 
there's not a whole lot to look forward to in, in the and Sixers. You have to try and build those complementary players, but you can't really do it right. with a lot of money. And that's an issue. Exactly. That's an issue. It's yeah. that's exactly an issue. So if they, maybe if they deal to bias, I don't know. And then, but then, you know, Harden's going to opt in. So it's, there's a lot, man. There's a lot of, ugh, it doesn't, doesn't look good. And I, if you I, look I, at I, the I, NBA. I'd rather be a Rockets fan right now. I think the Rockets have such an exciting future. with some really? of their young talent. So, yeah. I mean, I think they have a lot of young talent. They're going to have what uh, they have number one or number two pick this year. Well, they might take the guy from Gonzaga if they get the number one pick, which I question. I think they're going to take the kid from Duke, actually. Oh, Pola? Yeah, I think they like him better. Oh, but you know, Jalen Green was outstanding this year. So they, I mean, they have some interest. Christian Wood, what's going to happen with that? But we're not talking about the Rockets. We're not going to talk about the Rockets. I would like to talk about the Nets a little bit. Yes, let's uh, talk the Nets. They were swept by the Boston Celtics, uh, you know. That was a shocker because that was thought to be a very going to be the most watched series. And, you know, the Nets played some close games there, but uh, it's to show you that you can't just put together a season on, on the wing, you know, seat of your pants and just put it together. You have to start from the beginning of the season. And the Kyrie Irving thing is a disaster. Um, Kevin Durant will tire Kyrie Irving. I mean, is a nut and and now he is eligible for a long-term extension and be a max player and that's something I could not do with this guy and uh of course Ben Simmons is going to come back in game four even though they would have been down in game four three oh which is they were down three should have come back in game three and of course Ben didn't play which no one thought he was going to play and um wow what a what a loser <laughs> Yeah, he's. Uh, it came out that it wasn't that his his uh, he has a mental block about playing again. Did you see this? Shams reported. Yeah, this. He I heard that. Playing and it led to his back pain. And yeah, I mean, I am glad that we are done with him, and we're on to where we are. I guess because again, if you look at. Had we have held on to Simmons, could you imagine trying to trade him now? He would. He has zero. He has zero trade value. He right? does have zero trade value. And so, uh, at least in this situation, and and they're paying him. His, his he signed a max deal, so sure. he, uh, you know, at least in the Sixers situation, you have the hope that maybe they just have Art Harden do this opt in for one year with guarantees. Right, and then see where everything nets out. But the Simmons situation, you know, he's showing up, you know, a courtside looked like he was on Rodeo Drive. This guy just doesn't get it. I mean, I would think that if he had mental health issues, he would sort of have some idea of not to dress like he's, you know, in Hollywood. He, he wants the money, he doesn't want to play. Um, I can't believe the Brooklyn fans are willing to tolerate this. Uh, I know Stephen A. Smith came out against him and a couple others, but just seems like there's something missing. Um, and I can't imagine uh, that situation ever working in Brooklyn too much. No, I don't. I think he's actually, I heard that, that they may try to trade him this offseason. I mean, he looked like in that game, I mean, he looked like he, he rolled in a bowl of fruity pebbles and then came out and got dressed. Like that's what he looked like. And so you're, I mean, look, you and I have both dealt with 
you know, mental health issues. And we don't know the level to which he has them. I think he does very much enjoy the lifestyle. Um, but, yes. you know, there was that whole like stuff about making sure, you know, he told the cameraman, make sure you're rolling on this. And then he dunked it practice, like, you know, bef- while they were in the playoff series. So like this dude, man, I mean, I don't know how you can face Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving after he sat Maybe, out. I'm not a, not a much, as much about Kyrie Irving, but definitely Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. He sat out this series and how yeah. he can do that and just, you know, expect that he's going to be fully embraced by this team when they needed him. And he was, like I said, he was busy, like, with, like, looking like a clown sitting on the sidelines. And, you know, his back seemed to be okay every time he had to stand up, you know, while he was cheering for them. And I mean, the other thing was he wasn't even dressed in like everyone had either like a Nets warm up on or were like wearing sort of team colors. And he looks like, you know, he, he's trying to, to be, you know, like, I don't know what the hell he was trying to be. So anyway, it's a disaster. I'm glad it's not our problem to worry about. Yeah. He's another max problem. Um, and the Nets have a lot of money tied up in a lot of play or not many players. And they're going to have, they're going to be losing some players too. Like Patty Mills is a free agent. Obviously Andre Drummond is a free agent. So they're going to be losing a good amount of those guys too. So it's going to be, oh. it's going to be an interesting basketball off season. What the hell just happened? What are you doing? Oh, my seat was Duncan. I wouldn't mind bringing, I told you I wouldn't mind bringing Andre Drummond back. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be cool with that. I mean, he's 80 times better than Deandre Jordan. And uh, Paul Reed did not look good. He just did not look good. Paul Reed doesn't look good, but he looks better than Andre Jordan. DeAndre yeah. Jordan. And he's the only, like, Paul Reed is probably, what, like, the second best athlete on the team? I mean, maybe he's the best athlete on the team? I don't know. I mean, we, we have, somehow, we have a team that is completely unathletic. Well, how's Tobias? Tobias, when he goes to the basket, is pretty athletic. I mean, he's, he seems like he's pretty I athletic. Know, man. And and Tyrese is athletic. Um, are you? Can we can we shift now? Can we talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk some we, football. Do we really want to talk about the Phillies at all, or no? Well, the Phillies uh, have won a couple. Uh, so that's starting to get hot. Yeah, uh, yeah. We I I heard Sunday. You know, the Phillies actually were the Sunday night game of the week. I know. I watched it. Oh yeah, I heard it was an awful game. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I mean, terrible. So that basically. Tells you a lot. I think Monday night was dollar dog night. So that's exciting. Phillies yeah, out there. You talked about that last week. Two yeah, ago. it was exciting. Um, I didn't go to the game, but I know the Rockies are in town. So, uh, you know, that's a team that you generally feast on. Although, uh, yeah, I mean, not much to talk about with the Phillies. I know it's early on. Again, there's calls and concerns about Joe Girardi as their manager, just putting everything up there. and. Uh, you know, he's obviously in fear of losing his job. So is that making some of his decisions? Is he making those decisions because he is fearful of losing his job? Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, the Phillies. I think we'll focus. And I, the Flyers have. Can I say more- one thing about the Phillies? Yeah. I want to give some props to Alec Boom. So Alec yeah. Boom had the three errors and was it one inning? Or I know it was a one game, but I it may have it all been in one inning. And he's like. I fucking hate this place. And he, and then he owned up to saying that, right? But wow. Alec Boom has hit very well. I think he's like close to 400 hitting. 
right now. And last night he made two plays in the field that were actually pretty good plays. So, you know what, you got to give props. You got to tip your cap sometimes, you know, like Philly is a city that is based on like effort and giving max effort and like being authentic. And I think Alec Bohm has proven over the last month or so that he has done both of those things. And, and who knows, you know what, maybe they end up trading him. They sent Bryson Stott down to the minor. Yeah, that league. was what I was going to say. So they want him to go down to he's, I guess he's in Lehigh Valley so that he can play every day. Right. Every day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Girardi loves uh, Camargo. So this way he gets his boy Camargo to get more uh, PT, but props to Alec Bow, man, that, that he's a, he's still a young kid. And I would love if they could somehow make this work. I don't know that he's a third baseman. He uh, always has had a good bat. Obviously last year was not a good season for him, but his rookie year, he was fantastic. So um just keep working on your craft, right? That's all any of us can do. Props to him. And uh, look like Zach Wheeler is back. He's hitting like high 90s. And there's also uh, a lot of exciting news down on the farm. Oh, really? Yeah, with some of their younger guys throwing, uh, you know, um, Andrew Painter and then um, who's, oh, Mick Abel is the other one. And these guys are, they just throw straight like 97, 99 heat. And uh, they, they're in Reading or they're in Lehigh Valley. They're in low A ball. Uh, okay. The painter has been unhittable. I mean, he, he was, he is, I think the other night he went five innings, had 14 strikeouts. And so he, everybody, but one batter and he gave up one hit that, I mean, that's impressive at any level, five innings, 14 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and and the Flyers have two more games. Yeah. Until this dreadful season is over. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Thanks for saying <laughs> it. Let's go to the Eagles, man. The draft. Ah, it's so I wish we the had problem music. was the, the draft is Thursday night. And we thought that if the Sixers wrap things up, could get full attention on the draft. And now, <laughs> you know, your eyes are going to be in two different places. So that's uh, going to be interesting. Um, so where do we. Uh, I was Did listening you do your. Recently, I, I, I feel like you didn't do your assignment. Like no, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't think we were going to do it this early, the show anyways, but I have been listening and uh, I was listening this morning. Uh, I do have a question for the pan- about the Panthers. Yeah, I know you're in the South there. The Panthers might be aiming at Kenny Pickett with yep. their number, which would certainly get things going in a different direction because, you know, the thought process is there's maybe three quarterbacks going in this first round. Uh, the guy from Liberty, uh, Pickett, and then maybe the guy from um, um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Matt Crowell. And there's a guy from UNC as well. And uh, so a lot will depend on that. And um, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. Sam Howell. Sam Howell is the guy from UNC. I don't think he's going to go in the first round. Um, I think best case scenario, and again, for the Eagles, you want to think about this. So I'm going to give you some second level thinking. Are you ready for it? Are you sitting second down? Level thinking. So here's my second level thinking. You want as many quarterbacks in the first round to go. And that is this. And I need to explain this because it's not the reason why everyone talks about it. It's the reason why everyone doesn't talk about it. The reason why you want more quarterbacks to go before the Eagles pick is it pushes more good players down, right? And quarterbacks are always the hot commodity, but 
because the Eagles are positioned the way they are, they have Jalen Hurts, they have two picks for next year. Next year is going to be a robust quarterback class on paper that they think will rival last year's. It, the teams that take their quarterbacks this year will not be taking quarterbacks in next year's draft. So if you see a team like that has the potential for suck hood, like Carolina, you want them to take a quarterback. You want the Atlanta Falcons to take a quarterback next year or for in this draft. You want the Seahawks to take a quarterback in this draft. You would love the Saints to take a quarterback in this draft because next year, that mean that that few teams will be in competition for you in a quarterback quarterback rich draft. So yeah. that's another reason why you want the quarterbacks to go. And they usually do. I, 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 I'm thinking that three quarterbacks will go in the first round, but I think only two will go um, before the Eagles second pick, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And there were two situations before I go into the draft that are unreserved, unresolved. Uh, well, Baker Mayfield, I mean, is he going anywhere? Is Great he question. Going be, yeah, because that Great would affect question. also the Panthers and the Seahawks if he would be their quarterback. And then Kyler Murray is the other ridiculous situation asking for a contract extension when he really hasn't earned it yet. And, and they don't really need to pay him. But will he be getting moved during the offseason as well? Yeah, Kyler Murray's interesting, man. I mean, he's he's put up some like pretty impressive numbers, but uh, you've heard a lot of off the field stuff that that you know throws some things into question. So I don't know how I feel about Kyler Murray. I think uh, I think the Cardinals are sort of in the same boat. They're not sure how they feel. Uh, they invested obviously the number one overall pick in him, and Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick by Cleveland, right? right? So Cleveland doesn't need a quarterback. Uh, I, I have long thought that Carolina would be a, a good fit for, for Mayfield, but you know, they may, they may hold on to him. I, I don't think Mayfield's going to get uh, traded during the draft. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens with him. And um, yeah, I mean, I think number six, the Carolina Panthers, I, I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback at six. I think they could either draft an offensive lineman or another position of need, and then I or I think they could trade out. And I think the I think the Eagles could be looking to get up to six. They're not going to surrender any of their number one picks. That's just not the way that Howie does things. Um, he would trade second round picks to move up, but I think what's going to happen is the Eagles will move up from fifteen to get one, one of their players. And then I think they're going to move back from 18 um, to draft later in the first round. I do still think they're going to have two first round picks, but I think the second one will be towards the back half of the first round. So we, I, I guess my thoughts on the draft would be defensive lineman and cornerback. If we could get that done. Yeah. I mean, so I have a sort of a wish list of players that. Well, why don't uh, you, why don't you go through it? Yeah, so a wish list of players, and this some would require a trade up. So um, on that list, Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame, that would require a trade up. Although recently you've heard he could fall to the Eagles, I just can't imagine he's going to fall that big. So he would be one guy that I'd love. Jameson Williams from Alabama, the receiver who tore his ACL. There's been a lot of rumors connecting the Eagles to him. The problem I have with that is. With the Eagles, with the exception of last year with Devontae Smith, 
you never hear rumors about them being liking a player and then actually taking him. You know, that's not a Howie move. So would he be know. able to would he be able to be a training camp though starting the season? Because yeah, I remember made, who was the made. quarterback that we had drafted in the past that sat out of Sydney Jones. What? Sydney Jones. Sydney Jones was the guy. Sydney Jones. Because yeah. I don't really think the fans have that patience anymore for something like that. Well, uh, James Williams will be back. I think he'll be back playing in games by October. Uh, he's he's making really good progress, and he is a game-changing wide receiver. I would love to see him on the other side of Devontae Smith. This guy can fly. He had huge production for Alabama. Um, I think he had 15 touchdowns. I mean, put up like 1,400 yards receiving in the SEC going against the best defensive backs. Uh, I mean, he was fantastic. So he's another guy I would love. Um, the guy who, uh, so, so I think, I think Derek Stingley is an interesting guy, a defensive back from LSU. Right. Uh, but I heard he wouldn't go that far back. He hasn't, no, he won't fall to them, but I, again, trade up scenario. And I think these three players, I think, I think there's a chance Jameson Williams could fall, but I think Hamilton Stingley and, um, uh, Jamison Williams all would require a trade up. I mean, Sauce Gardner is the best defensive back, but right. he's not and I hear he's going the in the top three. Yeah, he's not getting past the Jets. And so we all know that. So those are some guys um, that I really like. And then, uh, you know, some guys who could be there for the Eagles. I, I actually think the Eagles are going to go wide receiver with one pick and then either defensive line or defensive back. Cornerback. Um, what about the Ohio State guys? Yeah, I still. For me, yeah, you have Alave, right? And you have Garrett Wilson. Um, I like Garrett Wilson better because to me, Alave sounds like uh, too similar to Devontae Smith. And I just, I just, I would rather have, I think Garrett Wilson is a little bit more of a complete receiver um, to me. And I mean, I think he, he is dynamic. So I would, I would prefer him over Alave. Um, but you know, again, you look at Washington and I think that Washington pick at 12 is going to be really, is it 12 or 11 Washington pick at 11 is going to be very interesting because if Kyle Hamilton's on the board, do they go wide receiver? Um, do they go safety there? Cause, cause the commanders need defensive help all over the board, but they also need someone to, for, I guess, Carson to throw the ball to at this point. Right. Right. Well, beyond Terry McLaurin, who is unhappy with his contract, but also another Ohio State guy. So, um, you know, it's it it's going to be interesting. You know, there's a lot of Georgia guys in this draft. Um, right. These are this is your and uh, these are your guys. Uh, yeah. Defensive yeah. linemen, cornerbacks, wide receivers, probably. Yeah. So what I can tell you about the Georgia guys, is, what the funniest thing is to me. The one player who I think is the most surefire player is the player who people are not even talking about in the first round anymore. If I wanted a surefire player, Nicobe Dean to me is the best defensive player, was the best defensive player on that field. He has been fantastic over the years at Georgia. I know he's a tiny bit undersized, but this guy just makes plays all over the field. And I cannot for the life of me understand why people are overlooking him in the first round. It, it blows my mind. So he would be my first guy. The, the another guy, so this is going to be weird because most people, they hear Jordan Davis, they, hate, they hear Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker may be the number one pick. I would not feel comfortable taking Trayvon Walker with number one pick as a Georgia fan. 
I've watched what, him. What, think, what position is Trayvon Walker? Defensive line. So he's a uh, defensive end. He could, he, and he's a freak. He is an absolute athletic freak. Um, 275. He, he weighs 275. He runs, I want to say like a four, six. I mean, it's outrageous. So Jordan Davis, another guy who could be there for the taking for the Eagles. Although I don't think he gets past Baltimore who picked right before the Eagles. Um, Jordan Davis is also an athletic freak. You know, he's 340 pounds, runs a four, seven. I mean, just a freak, but the knock on him and that people, people say is that he only plays the run. He doesn't play the pass at Georgia. The thing that people don't understand is the best defensive tag. So you're, and, and then there's Devontae Wyatt, who's another guy who could be there for the Eagles um, at 18. Um, Devontae Wyatt's a little bit older. He's 24 entering this draft. So some people have reservations about getting a guy who's that old. Uh, so the funny thing is, is like people knock on Jordan Davis that he didn't play the path that it does. I'm going to tell you right now, the best defensive tackle at Georgia on the best defensive team in the nation last year is Jalen Carter. And he's still in Athens. So all these people that are saying, Oh, Jordan Davis doesn't rush the passer. He da 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 da. He's a part-time player. Jordan Davis will clog up the run. Like, you have never seen. And so Jordan Davis, I would have no problem with him. Um, I like Devontae Wyatt, but the guy I really like besides the Dean is Lewis seen. He's a safety, a position of need for the, for the uh, Eagles and um, junior. He won the uh, defensive MVP in the college football championship game. I'm a huge, huge fan of his. Um, so he and the Dean would be my top two dogs. And then I think George Pickens, could be had now I hear he, the wide receiver he's six four uh, he's he's runs a four three he's I mean has phenomenal hands has some off the field stuff though and I heard that the Eagles really really like George Pickens uh, my understanding was like he was going to be a second round pick but now it looks like it could be at the end of the first round so um, you know those are your Georgia guys you know you have four or five guys who are going to easily go in the first round Any running backs Oh, he's not from, not from Georgia. There is a running back. Um, what's his name? Bryce Davis, I think his name is, but I don't remember. I don't know too much about him. So, yeah. Such a uh, but I don't know about running backs. You know, linebackers is another guy. You know, I mentioned Kobe Dean. Devin Lloyd is another one. Um, you know, played his uh, college ball at Utah. He's a do everything quarterback. Uh, linebacker with a little better size than, than Dean. But again, I, I don't think he played the competition that Dean uh, played in at the SEC. In fact, I know he didn't. So um, I like Dean better. That's just me. And that could be some bias. And then, you know, I think it's going to be a rush. You're going to see a lot of defensive backs. You're going to see a lot of wide receivers, but I'm going to give you uh, five guys who I, I, I would love for Georgia to take. So I, I mentioned a few earlier, Stingley. Um, I mentioned, gosh, I'm already forgetting them. I'm getting gun. Uh, Jermaine Johnson is another guy, edge rusher from Florida state. Um, he actually played at Georgia. He couldn't crack the lineup and he moved to Florida state. He led the, I think he led the nation last year with 15 and a half sacks playing at FSU playing against good competition. In the ACC probably going to be a top 10 pick, probably going to require trade up. I have no problem with a trade up there for uh, someone like him. I would love that. Jameson Williams was another guy that I really liked. Um, let's see. Um, a guy that I, I think the Eagles could get, a defensive back, 
Andrew Booth from Clemson. I, I love Andrew Booth from Clemson. I would love to take him, play big time competition. Um, you know, was a starter multiple years. Um, just a, 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 an excellent, excellent defensive back from a really great program. Um, another, another program that I like. And then there's a safety from Michigan, Daxon Hall, um, who lined up all over the field. He's a tiny bit undersized, but again, this guy, he can cover. I mean, he could be a nickel cover. He kind of is a, like a smaller version of Malcolm Jenkins in that you remember Malcolm Jenkins was a defensive back at Ohio state. And then he moved to safety and uh, Hall is a safety who can play defensive back. So I think the Eagles love those kinds of players where you can kind of shift them around and uh, they play multiple positions, but what are your thoughts, man? I've done a lot of talking. And no, I mean, this is I'm going to share my predictions. I'm going to share my predictions, but you give me your thoughts. Well, I, I think that the team needs a lot of help, the Eagles. Um, when we're looking, I mean, what doesn't need work? Uh, the fact is that, you know, I, I think that this is a year where they wouldn't normally take a receiver, but there are just so many wide receivers out there that sometimes you take the best player available. Um, so, we're still so Jalen Rager's still on the team, and our Sega Whiteside is actually trying to become a tight end, which right. is pretty pretty crazy. So really, then you have what you have you have uh, Devonte Smith and uh, the other receiver. I forget what his name is. That's Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins. So that's basically what you have at wide receiver right now. Those two guys. And they signed Zeke, uh, Zach Pascal from the Colts, remember? Who, who was a very under-exciting, you know, was not a very exciting sign. So they have to do something at wide receiver. The defense needs a lot. Last year, I mean, the, the, uh, what the patterns that he was playing was the bend and break defense, which we were all, you know, they would pass up and down the field and then, you know, they might be able to stop them. So they need to do something at cornerback and they do something at the defensive line. I remember when we were talking about this a long time ago, I said they have to, with defense, just go all in and draft defense like the Cowboys did last year. So, I mean, I guess that's sort of where I would pay my attention to. Uh, the offensive line is okay, right? I mean, it's not so old right now. Yeah, but, you know, you got to think, Kelsey, when's he going to retire? And there's been talk about that they may draft a center because a center guard, uh, because Kelsey maybe – retiring this year. And so you have to think about Kelsey and Fletcher Cox being gone next year. And so they do have to address both of those positions in this draft. And I think ultimately too, even though they signed Hassan Reddick, which I love and I, and I like sweat, I'd love to get another pass rusher. Uh, I don't know if you would use a first round pick on that, but they, they need some help in the secondary. Now, keep in mind that. I remember we had this conversation last year. I remember, I think, did they wait to the fourth round to draft the cornerback? Yeah, Zach McPherson. You're right. Good sure. memory, man. And I remember uh, we were saying how it should have occurred in the first round. So this is right. a, you know, a situation where, where they need to be paying attention to the cornerback position. And, of course, something that they will never do, which is draft a linebacker in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So – I agree. I agree with both of those. So, you know, I, I would love, you know, whether it's uh, Daxton Hill or whether it's Lewis Seen or, you know, Hamil Kyle Hamilton, I would love one of these safeties uh, in the first round or a defensive back. I, I like Andrew Booth a whole lot. I mentioned uh, Stingley 
Um, Sauce Gardner's not a possibility. Uh, Trent McDuffie is another guy. He's a Washington defensive back, as if we haven't had some challenges with getting players from Washington, um, the University of Washington. But Philly still sure loves Washington players for whatever Pac-12, reason. Pac-12 in general. And I remember yeah. when Chip Kelly was here. Loved, guy, loved yeah. some Oregon guys. Right. And the one guy, you know, one guy I, I, I really – I would not be excited about would be Drake London, this big receiver from USC. He's six, four, he's like two twenty-five. And when you watch him on film, he makes like these great spectacular catches, but he, he can't get separation. And, and I'm telling you, if this guy is having problems and they're, they're like, you know, he kind of reminds people of Mike Evans, but yeah, you know, the problem is, is if you can't get separation in the pac 10, like you're not going to get separation at the NFL level. And that's going to render you like ask JJ Arthago Whiteside, how that's working out, you know? So, I so mean, I, he, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think, I think you're, you're right on with, well, the PAC 12, I guess has gone down a lot in the last couple of years. So. Yeah. So, I, I mean, there's ultimately, I think, if I had to bet, I would say that I think the Eagles will draft. Um, I think with this, the first pick, I don't know, man. I, I, I just keep thinking, I know I said it's weird because there's all the smoke about it, but I just keep thinking it's going to be um, a trade up for either Kyle Hamilton or Jamison Williams. Now, those are the two that for whatever reason, I keep seeing those two. Um, in my mind when I think about it. So I think there's going to be a trade up to get one of those guys. And then I think the, um, the, the back pick will be either um, Devonte Wyatt from Georgia, the defensive lineman, or I think they could go with, and I mentioned um, his name, I would be thrilled with this earlier would be, um, Potential. Well, I mean, it just depends, you know, if they get Kyle Hamilton, they're not going to trade back to get uh, safety. Right. So I think if they, if they draft a defensive back first, they're going to go probably wide receiver second. If they go wide receiver first, I think they're going to get like a Devonte Wyatt second or a defensive lineman. So I think the, the needs are really, it's defensive line, secondary, um, I guess linebacker too. And then, yeah. Wide receiver. Yeah, you're right. I think I think, but I don't think that's in order. I think linebacker. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm I'm just guessing. And then obviously exactly. next year, you'll decide if you need a new quarterback or not. So right. Yep. And I think there's gonna. But the one thing I think you can count on is a lot of wheeling and dealing for the Eagles. In the Eagles the, have any interest in a Baker Mayfield or absolutely not? Nah. No. I mean, would you take Baker May, Mayfield over Jalen Hurts? I I wouldn't. I probably would. I probably would. Yeah. Jalen Hurts hasn't really shown me that much. At least I've seen Baker Mayfield has had an arm at times. I'm not convinced that Jalen Hurts has an arm at all. So. Yeah. I mean, I'd argue that Jay, that Baker Mayfield played with OBJ, Nick Chubb, uh, Hunt. I think he's had better weapons in, on, in his arsenal than, than Jalen has. So what type of year does Jalen Hurts have? Or is this a little too early? Too early. I mean, I don't know what pieces he's going to have on offense. I don't know what that defense is going to look like. I do think this, the specter of uh, Honey Badger is out there. And I do think if the Eagles draft 
I would love for them to draft a cornerback, to be honest with you. If I had my choice, I would prefer cornerback over these defensive linemen. And that is because who who are you going to play outside of Slay right now? And the NFC, the 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 they are loaded with receivers. And the NFC are loaded, but I mean, let, let's be honest. The NFC, I mean, besides a couple teams, are not is not very good right now. No, but they're not. They're not. And this is a great opportunity. But I think that you do need to get that lockdown corner because Slay can't play forever. And he would be a great uh, teacher to whomever. So if I get my druthers, I'd I'd sure love uh, Andrew Booth or, you know, trading up for one of those defensive backs. And it it would not take much to to leapfrog the Dallas Cowboys because I could see the Dallas Cowboys. They always have one good year and then they go back. So, I mean, it, this, this conference or this division is a very wide open division. I mean, yeah. I know Dallas has more talent at this point, but most of the talent that we know of lies in the quarterback position. And, you know, I, I can't say that the Cowboys are that much better than the Eagles. Yeah. And the Cowboys, they have to fortify that line. You know, they yeah. lost, um, they lost their big uh, offensive lineman Collins uh, earlier in the off season. So, but they also lost Amari Cooper in that in that trade with Cleveland. So you have to wonder, are they going to – and they lost another uh, wide receiver to the Dolphins. Um, uh, they were like third wide receiver. I can't remember his name or his fourth. So they're going to get Gallup back. They're going to have, obviously, CeeDee Lamb. But will they draft another wide receiver? I don't think they'll do that in the first round. But I could almost see, like, the Cowboys drafting uh, George Pickens. He seems to me like a Cowboys type of player as much Trouble. as I would hate Trouble. that. Yeah. yeah. As much as I would hate that, uh, but you know, the smart thing to do if you're Dallas is probably to fortify that offensive line, which was yeah. not good. And then the rest of the division, I mean, the Giants aren't going to be that much better next year, and the yep. Commanders are. I mean, I still using the term Commanders is sort of going to be interesting. Um, well, and I wonder what the Giants are going to do. You know, I think they're yeah. a big team. Like, do you, I, Daniel I, Jones year? four or is this year five with Daniel Jones I think this is the fifth year yeah I think he's I think this is fifth year but I think they're the Giants probably draft I I mean I talked to a buddy of mine who's a huge Giants fan and he said that he thought they were going to go offensive line and I think that's a smart thing if you're the Giants uh with with one of your picks and then you know they have five and seven so would he would they they could trade out a seven to go offensive line and probably defense um, yeah. And then I guess next year would be if this team stinks again, they're going to go quarterback next year. So, yeah. What about any other uh, teams we should talk about, like for their draft picks? I Oh, let me do Atlanta because I know I have. Yeah, you've got some Atlanta there. fans down there. So Atlanta so, traded away Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah. are, will they be going with Mariota for the whole season? Is that a. I think they will. I think Marcus Mariota, even if they draft a quarterback, I think he's a, he's a really good like bridge kind of quarterback, but they need weapons on offense. So I would be honestly shocked if they did not grab a wide receiver with that eighth pick. Um, I mean, they need help all over the field too. Um, But. So they're not going to take the quarterback from uh, Liberty. What it's Willis. No, Malik Willis. No, they're not going to take Malik Willis. I, I, I've heard that there were like, I heard like, three weeks ago that they loved Malik Willis, but I, I, I think that there are, 
this this week, like I had this vision that they were going to draft maybe uh, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, who I really I love, um, or one of these receivers. Um, to you know, I mean, who else do they have other than Pitts? You know, they have a couple of like young guys, but th- these guys are not one and and maybe even questionable number two receivers. So and they you'll need get the receiver. guy back, right? You'll get uh, Ridley. Calvin Ridley. After the yeah, season. but he doesn't want to play. He said he didn't want to play in Atlanta before all this stuff went down. And and now he has all this stuff, you know, where he gambled and maybe he bet on the Falcons. Maybe he did. like the Falcons, I think, are going to do everything they can to distance themselves from him. And that makes sense. So I think they're this is they're in a great spot to get an impact. And if I were them, I mean, maybe some fans want to trade out of the eight spot. But I don't know if I'm the Falcons. I think I need impact players. You know, I have Kyle Pitts like. Uh, Cordero Patterson had a great year last year, but he's 32 years old. He's not an impact player. AJ Terrell is a really good young defensive back that they have, uh, but they, they don't have a whole lot of young talent outside of that. So I think that's where you need to start. I would, I would go with the receiver. One of the, is uh, Atlanta going to be the worst team in the NFC this year? Oh, in the NFC. Got the giants. Uh, yeah, who else we have? No, I think the Falcons are probably going to be there. Falcons and yeah, Panthers. Falcons. Uh, Lions could suck this year again. Yeah. Uh, I think those are the three teams that you're going to be looking at. The Giants. Uh, and all Falcons. three of those teams, I have a feeling, will be looking for at that quarterback class next year. Yeah, I don't think it's out of uh, out of the question that Atlanta could move back if they did like, like Malik Willis. Um, I know the Steelers – are likely to take Malik Willis. I, I, I think that I heard uh, that they really like him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe the Falcons drafted a quarterback at the beginning of round two. Um, but maybe they're waiting for next year just like everyone else. Yeah. It's pretty interesting with the Steelers because this, this season is a definite transition season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have nothing at quarterback right now. Yep. Yeah, no, uh, Trubisky. Trubisky is penciled in as your starter right. this year. I read something where they said the Steelers would sign uh, Baker Mayfield in a minute if the if the Browns released him, and that's probably the problem for the Browns. They probably can't get anything on the market for him, but there are people that would take a chance on him. But they don't, you know. But I mean, I'd be shocked if someone didn't offer the Browns, you know, some late round picks for him. I think he'd be a really good fit in Pittsburgh, actually, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, I was that thinking about that this week. It's a perfect big rivalry fit. going from Cleveland yeah, to uh, yeah. Pittsburgh. I mean, I think it's a perfect fit. And I think if he's the quarterback there, he'd be a quarterback there for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. The Steelers have not had to draft a quarterback in, what, uh, 16 years? Uh, yeah. Something yeah, like I guess that. you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a long time. And, you know, that franchise is at a turning point. And, you know, there's several teams that are out there. Obviously, the Bucs will be – and the Bucs will be in a position to draft the quarterback next year. So, um, you know, it should be interesting. One thing more about the NFL is obviously the NFL is going to have three games on Christmas Day this year. I heard that, man, yeah. taking away some of that NBA luster. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And I guess I was – my thought was maybe the NBA should move till Sunday. But, again, the NFL has Sunday games that weekend too. So, I mean, the NFL – I mean, granted, you can't do this every week, every year, because Christmas isn't on a Saturday or a Sunday or a Friday every year. But I mean, this is just 
the NFL shows why it's the number one sports organization association out there. I mean, people are going to be watching football. They're not going to be watching basketball. But the question is, what games are going to be on Christmas this year? Are they going to be marquee games? Or are they going to have games with gigantic fan bases? You hope that you won't see like a Thanksgiving game with the Lions on Christmas. You're hoping that you see like maybe the Packers on Christmas or teams like that, maybe the Steelers. I think the Eagles would be a great Christmas game if they could get that on Christmas. They've done, they've played on Christmas before that I remember. Yep. And, you know, I think that the NFL is smart. They will have, they'll probably have one game that's going to suck. That'll be their early game or they'll, they'll, they'll position it accordingly. I mean, I don't know, maybe Christmas night will be the big game or maybe it'll be, I don't know, but they'll have one big game. They'll have one mediocre and they'll have one throwaway game. That's what you I know. Think. The Cowboys will be on Christmas. So they just, I don't think so because I, I, the Cowboys are going to be on Thanksgiving and I, 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 I mean, there could be overlap a little bit, but I don't know. I, I'd like to believe that maybe they would showcase some, some different teams. You know, I, here's a prediction, just, just a random prediction I'm going to throw out there. I think the 49ers will be one of the Christmas Day teams. I don't know why. just feel like the 49ers and maybe the Dolphins will with all this uh, firepower. Or maybe I bet the Bucks will, you know, with Brady. The Bills, the Bills might be, too. I mean, I think yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I think you could look at those teams and, and you know, maybe the Chiefs are going to be one of them. So I think you look at those marquee teams and maybe you throw the Eagles in there. But I think because the Cowboys – you know, regularly play on Thanksgiving. And they always play that four o'clock national game, which, yeah, I mean, America's team. I know we have some, do we have some Cowboy listeners out there? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure who listens. I know Joe Rosen's a gigantic Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he's a big Cowboys fan. And, you know, I always found it interesting with these Cowboys fans that we grew up with. I think I guess they became fans following the Cowboys in the 70s and 80s. And then you yeah. had another resurgent Cowboys fan base that became Cowboys fans in the 90s. And uh, I just, you know, the cockroach fans out there, I, I just, <laughs> I can't stand the Cowboys. I can't stand the Yankees and I can't stand the Dodgers. I, I, the Dodgers are not as bad to me, but the definitely the, the bandwagon Cowboys and Yankees fans, I always question I'm no fan of the uh, Boston fans. I think you know that. Oh, the Celtics or the Red Sox? Any of them. So the Red Sox fans are devoted, though. I mean, I have to give it to them. But, uh, you know, it bothers me to a certain degree that I think the Celtics might actually end up getting to the NBA Finals this year. But they look that good. And, of course, Jason Tatum, you know, Part of us thinks, yeah, we could have had him instead of Markel Fultz, even though that would have never happened. But never happened. Jason Tatum is sort of becoming, you know, the next Kevin Durant. He's got that body to play like the next Kevin Durant. And he's yeah. a scorer. And, you know, that was part of the reason why they beat the Brooklyn was that Kevin Durant, you know, I don't want to get off the subject too much, but uh, Kevin Durant is awesome. Jalen Brown has proven that they can play together and, Al Horford has had a second life uh, back with the Celtics after he stole money from the Sixers. He did. I know. I often wonder though, like if Horford could have played a, if Doc would have found a better role for him than Brett Brown did. Well, that was never an issue because we, 
we he never stayed around and of course we took uh i remember we were all happy when danny green became a sixer uh was it the danny green deal or yeah, was that it was danny the, green i thought it was this uh seth curry deal no so that was uh shoot the backup you know the shooting guard out of tennessee went for seth curry who's now down in san antonio no it wasn't he wasn't from tennessee it was the guy we got from the heat yeah i thought he went to tennessee no he didn't go from Tennessee. Why well, can't remember his name? The dude said, from you want to know why? Because he's not very good. I, I keep wanting to say Jason Richardson, who played like a hundred uh, years ago. No, no, no. What's the guy's name? And then he went to Boston for a little while. And then now he's down in San Antonio because he was in the Derek White trade. Okay. And uh, but but the point is that we traded Al Horford for Danny Green, and I was excited at the time because remember the the concern was that his contract wasn't going to come off the books. Well, Al Horford's contract will come off the books this year. So you yep. would have been stuck with his contract for another two years. And uh, maybe you could have made it work for the last two years. So you wouldn't, you'd have his contract off the books. The team might've been better. So it was Richardson was his last name. I can't remember his first name, but anyway. All right, man, we got to wrap it up. I got to run. I will, uh, we will talk after the game and then we'll have analysis of the draft and Sixers. Hopefully they will win this series and we'll be back next week. Um, and then we can talk some Phillies baseball and uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's Sixers off season. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope. Let's not. hope not. Come on. Come on. Um, that's about it. Any big plans this weekend? I know we're a little early in the week, but any big plans this weekend? Not yet. Survival. Not yet. Survival of the fittest, my man. Let's play the music. What about you? It's a little early in the week. <laughs> so, no shout out before we go? Uh, nah. <laughs> I don't have any. Do you like the music playing? This is my cue now to rap. You like this? Yeah. Everyone have a great week. Take care of each other.